0: Hello gamers from around the world. This is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany. And I would like to welcome you to today's episode of the World of Gaming, your number one podcast where we discuss everything that the world of gaming has to offer. Games, news, technology. And today we do that with a very special guest. My good friend Luke Law, a.k.a. the Insipid Ghost, the host of the Xbox
1: Expansion Pass. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to join you. I am so excited to be here. Uh, I consider it a privilege. So thank you for having me.
0: No, really, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule, of your busy schedule. Um, appreciate it. For those who don't know, um, Luke and I, we were on a lot of podcasts together when the mm-hmm. pandemic started, like mm-hmm. at least one or two podcasts each week. Mm-hmm. And when things got slowly back to normal, um, we only met in a few other shows. So it's really awesome to have you on here because I know it's the middle of the day for you. Um, so thanks for joining. I want to also say a big welcome, of course, to everyone who is already in chat. I already see a lot of um, passionate gamers here in the chat. Um, welcome to you guys. And of course, also welcome to everyone who listens after the fact on Spotify, on Google podcast, Apple podcast, all the good stuff. And if you do that, it would be awesome of you to consider to leave a review Um Hopefully a five-star review if you enjoyed the program that really helps these small podcasts out. Um, But with that out of the way, Luke, tell us a little bit about your awesome podcast that you host, the Xbox
1: Expansion Pass sure gladly uh well of course i do host the xbox expansion pass which is uh it's available on all podcast services as well as youtube uh in audio form uh and in short it is a show that focuses primarily on the gaming industry news and its effect on the xbox ecosystem uh as one part of it where you know if there's relevant playstation news that impacts xbox we'll discuss it if there's xbox adjacent news we'll discuss that Uh, but my pride and joy and my favorite part of the show in fact Uh, is getting to welcome on the people that make games, the people that bring games to gamers. So developers, voice actors, designers, engineers, bringing the games to the gaming community. I welcome them onto the show. So most recently, I just had on uh, the narrative lead for TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I've had voices like Ed Freeze, the former vice president of Xbox, on. Uh, I, I really enjoy bringing people in to discuss their craft, Uh, discuss what it is they do, why they do it, how they do it. Uh, Just this morning, I got off a call uh, with Rebellion, the makers of Sniper Elite 5. And that'll be on the next episode. Um, I just love talking to people that help bring games to gamers. And I try to do that with as many different voices as possible from uh, indie to AAA and as many aspects of the gaming industry from uh, development to acting to hardware.
0: Yeah, and you do a fantastic job. Uh, it is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to because Thanks. it is always in such a convenient format. It's not a, like a three-hour-long podcast, <laughs> but you do a very, very good job in, in doing these interviews and discussing the the topics um, of the week. It's, it's really a, a podcast I enjoy listening to. Um, Thank you. So, guys, if you are interested and want to... Have a look for yourself. Just click in the description of the show note. You will find the link to Luke um, and his podcast and his socials and every all the links are in the description. So just click in there and you will find everything. Thank you. Okay. Man, I and I also want to already uh, say a big thank you to um, the first super chat of the day coming in from Jacob Novik, who sends in 20 Swedish krona. Um, he says... I have 19 hours and 33 minutes in fall, guys. So addicting and fun. That's awesome, dude. It's like uh, in two days get, getting 19 hours. That is awesome. I've been playing it myself, and we'll talk about that in a second. But you know what else is awesome, Luke? If you can customize your gaming equipment. And that's uh, why I want to introduce today's sponsor of the show, which is PlayVital. vital um, they offer different ways to customize your gaming equipment like controllers, your consoles, um, and everything that the gamer needs. Um, head over to gamingcopra.com. You will get 10% off with the code Boxenberger. You can find, for instance, little nuts that you can attach to the thumbsticks um, to Customize the height, width, and grip of your thumbsticks. You will find different rubber grips you can attach to the controllers. For all controllers out there, the Nintendo controller, the um, PlayStation, and, of course, the Xbox controller, and all that good stuff. So head over to GamingCobra.com to get 10% off with the code BOXENBERGER. Alternatively, you can also use the, this link in the description of the show. All right. But with that out of the way, Luke, I want to move over to the games of the week. All right, Luke, <laughs> tell us
1: a little bit. What have you been playing? What has kept you busy? Oh, man. So I'm a little bit am- embarrassed to say I've gone down some rabbit holes of late. Prior to Shredder's Revenge coming out, uh-huh. which I've put extensive time into, uh, I wanted to play Ninja Turtles games. And they're, the only way to do that uh, legally Uh, was to boot up my old Xbox 360 and go into my archived downloads (laughs) and scroll way back to uh, the like Xbox Live Arcade game that I downloaded long ago. And that took me down a a bigger rabbit hole. I started playing uh, the old arcade game on my Mm -hmm. 360, and then I started investigating all the games that I could play on my 360 that are not available in compat. So I bought, like, it's a lot of licensed stuff. Uh, most recently, I've been playing uh, this one, 007 Legends. Oh, nice. Uh, it is not great. How does it hold up? It doesn't <laughs> hold up well. It doesn't yeah. hold up well. In fact, a lot of the stuff that is not available via Back compat now mm. is either licensed, licensed or it doesn't hold up well. But I will say, as an avid Bond fan, I am enjoying playing the game. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've been playing that. I've got a few other uh a few other bond games on order right now for 360 just to boot up kind of in between my regular gaming sessions of halo infinite mm-hmm. sea of thieves and avengers um bring all the hate i love avengers i think it's uh, really come a long way uh, <laughs> same with sea of thieves and i look forward to when infinite kind of hits its full stride uh, at some point but i, I regularly play a lot of those titles and then kind of mix other things in i'm playing a horror game right now i don't know how far how many mm-hmm. do you want like I, i've got a lot I'm playing a horror game oh, right now that's coming out next week for for review uh-huh. okay um, which has a name that i can't remember but it's weird uh, <laughs> good horror game but but weird uh yeah i just i've i've been dancing around after shredder's revenge nice. it's just been a matter of lots of different titles and yeah. not going super hardcore into one at the moment you know how you get locked in on one game yeah, or you just kind of peruse. I'm more perusing right now. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah, I just finished Ayuden
0: Chronicles um, earlier. I don't know if you've played that. It's a it's a Japanese RPG, a side scroller, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, like a brawler, but um, it is a deep RPG with. Uh, all the RPG mechanics. I um, really enjoyed that. And, um, yeah, I've been also playing a lot of Fall Guys uh, lately. I, I want to throw some gameplay up uh, here. I need, just need to briefly change the overlay here. Uh, and, yeah, the, the perfect super sticker comes in from Andrew Sauce <laughs> from that with five Australian dollars. He says, noob, yeah, this was my first hour of Fall Guys. Yeah. Um, that i recorded but it is a lot of fun uh, to play um yesterday evening i had a, a long session with wandering dutch and mm-hmm. Pate, and uh we had so much fun with with fall guys um yeah very 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 unique game and yeah my continued addiction is age of empires 4 yeah i just can't stop playing it. Uh, I have 250 hours into the game, 260 by now I think. Um yeah, I it's it's just so good and I really hope that it comes to to consoles soon because yeah, that's a game everyone uh, needs to play. It is is just that good.
1: I uh I'm excited to play Fall guy I haven't played it yet. I've never actually played yeah. it at all, but I'm when Yeah, the, me neither. Once the Halo stuff hits, I'm in. Uh that is going to be when I when I'm dive in because i'm very easy to please and Mm -hmm. the moment that halo skin shows up in something i'm like well here i am (laughs) that's what i'm doing Uh, and as far as age of empires that game is so well reviewed uh yeah i need to play that game but i i'm more halo wars that's more my style Mm -hmm. um yeah that's kind of more, more where i am if that makes sense I, I love
0: Halo Wars. I love strategy games. I it, it is one of my favorite genres. Um, uh, but yeah, there is just something unique to Age of Empires. I don't know what it is, um, but they just they just nailed it. And it is so addictive. And uh, there are so many different um countries you can play now. Um, so different, many different modes you can play. Um, and then, of course, online is, is still a lot of fun. Um yeah i i just can't stop playing um it was my most played game last year and it looks like it will become my <laughs> most played game this year again so yeah that just tells you about uh, the quality of the game yeah yeah very cool yeah. very cool so guys let us know in chat what you are playing um i also want to hear that and um of course uh, with that we move just over to the news of the week So, uh, I want to congratulate you. Uh, you're one of the f- few people that, uh, when they are here for the first time, don't press the refresh button in the browser uh, <laughs> when these jingles play. people always think they they accidentally dropped out or something, and then they press the refresh button, and that actually kicks you out of the show. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> congrats on not doing it. Yeah. All right, guys, we have a couple of news this week. It wasn't probably not the biggest news week of the year, but whenever these weeks start, I, I start to wonder, okay, what are we going to talk about on Thursday? And then by Thursday, I have a list this long with topics uh, that are worthy of a discussion. And I want to start with the latest one, the breaking news kind of uh, uh, thing, and that is a Blake tail Requiem. They had um, earlier a stream... It was about 15 minutes long, and they revealed the um, release date at the end of it with October 18th. Um, so, yeah, middle of October, A Blake Tale Requiem is coming out. They have shown 15 minutes of straight gameplay, uh, and it looked
1: fantastic. Luke, have you seen something about A Blake Tale? I've seen stuff about it, but to be honest, yeah. A Blake Tale never quite clicked with me. Okay. And I think it's the lack of action, at least seeming lack of action because I've not played it. Uh, mm. But I will say with Requiem and the excitement about it and its release timing, uh, i'm I'm debating going in and playing uh, the first one because I believe it is in game pass. It is. And yeah. I'm debating going into it because every single thing I hear about this is fantastic. It so is. Like, well, it, is uh, it is phenomenal.
0: It is phenomenal. The the story is absolutely awesome. Uh, very tense atmosphere in that game. Um, the writing is really, really good. Um, the gameplay mechanics. It's a mixture in between action and stealth. Uh, um, so you have action, uh, but you also have s- some stealth stealth elements in it, and you gotta solve some minor riddles and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just fantastic um it's it's really one of the if not the most underrated game of of the last gen um that game deserves all the praise and it runs now beautiful on the series x it has a patch um, an enhancement patch um and you can choose in between 4k 60 or 1440p and 120 frames So if you really want to play at a high uh, frame rate, um, it supports 120 frames, plays beautiful. Um, Can't recommend it enough. And yeah, it's coming out on October 18th. And um, I have had a discussion yesterday with uh, Wondering Dutch, actually, who is also in chat. Shout out to you, brother. Um, About, yeah, what is coming out for the rest of the year, in terms mm-hmm. of like, we know what Xbox has coming out uh, from a first party perspective <laughs> absolutely nothing, and a couple of um, games come into Game Pass, uh, but it's also relatively light on the um, third party front, um, at mm-hmm. least for the next couple of months. And October seems now to be the crowded month, uh, the second crowded month of the year with. Uh, after february you remember when we had like dying light horizon forbidden west we had elden ring uh, tiny tinas and all of these uh, wonderland and all these games launched in like four or five weeks Um, Mm -hmm. and october seems very similar like that we have scorn high on life Uh, comes out in October. And then we have Call of Duty coming out. We have Gotham Knights on October 25th. Um, Overwatch 2 is uh, launching in early access in October. And now it's uh, also um, a Black Tale Mm Requiem. So my first question to you is, what do you make of this really weird (laughs) year in gaming of 2022? We have had like, August, uh, February, March um, very crowded busy times then we have like 6-7 months basically nothing mm-hmm. that is coming out and then we have like um, everything uh, squeezed into October again um, so what do you make of this?
1: Well I think what we're seeing right now is Studio Triage they were able to in 2021 and 2022 uh, or first half of 2022 get out the games that they could right mm. uh finished projects make do with uh what they had available to them as work from home began and what you're really seeing now in kind of this middle 2022 is uh what couldn't happen the things that couldn't be made to release uh on time and now they're trying to crunch them in and yeah some of them are gonna move obviously i think it, october is so crowded from midnight suns to call of duty modern warfare gotham night right Thorn. midnight suns also coming there yeah yeah, I think exactly. for spoken is is in Forspoken there. spoken well. is in there. Yeah, yeah, at the very beginning. Yeah, yep. and then you add to that the things that are coming to Game Pass like Persona Five and and mm. uh, I think Signalis and Scorn is in there. It's just a lot. It's a whole lot. So I expect some of them to move, some of mm. them simply because it is so crowded, others because they'll need more development time, and we'll probably see those announcements through the course of the year. But um, it, it it really is something that's been said on many shows by many people. So not an original idea by me, but it's just the full effect of what work from home did to so many studios and when, and how they were able to react. Uh, yeah, I think that's really what it is. And, and credit has to be given to, to everyone involved in terms of development, but especially to those Indies that have once again, carried the weight where the triple a games, uh, couldn't, they continue to be the lifeblood of the gaming industry and, uh, too often forgotten, I think.
0: I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, we have had that discussion uh, like a week or two before the um, big showcase week um, that the Indie Road before 2022 is looking absolutely stunning. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's why I wanted to continue this discussion here now with uh, some talk about the third party game roadmap Mm -hmm. we have like august um that's when the next bigger game of the year comes out and that will be uh, madden um on august 19th and saints row on august 23rd i want to also give a shout out uh to destroy all humans too but i don't think that this is a triple a experience like people consider it still an awesome game can't wait um so yeah, th- those are the next uh, few releases after the last bigger release, which was uh, in, in the very uh, uh, beginning of April. So it's we. I can't remember a gaming year where we had that big of a gap. So, um, but the, like you said, I, I agree uh, that it, I think twenty twenty two just shows the trouble of the gaming industry with the pandemic and the working from home situation. Um, are you looking forward to any of these games? Uh, Saints Row is that
1: something for you? You, you know, it's funny. Uh, I know Madden was the first one you listed list, yeah. listed. I don't think anybody really in the podcast space is going to be losing their minds for Madden because it's, been, <laughs> no. you know, it's, it's a game, but it's going to sell very well. Yeah, um, and will likely be a good indicator for how the holiday season is going to go. The fall is going to go for yeah for every manufacturer that, that uh, sports Madden, but. I can't say that I'm overly thrilled at the time for Saints Row. Mm. But what's interesting about that game, I have a a sneaking suspicion that that Saints Row is going to sell bonkers. It's going to be the first major celebrated title to be releasing of the season uh, in that window of time. There's a lot of goodwill that seems to be surrounding it that has Mm. been slowly building. I don't think anybody was losing their minds excited for it when it first got announced but interestingly every time that game gets mentioned i hear more and more positive rhetoric surrounding it so my suspicion is that it's going to do quite well uh despite it being a remake and there's more to see on that there's so much time between now and its release that it could be like some of these remakes that have launched and they're very disappointing uh but there's a good chance that this game does does well uh i'm anxious for the season to start because it is such a packed fall. I was one of the people that was incorrectly stating that it was a pretty light year in terms of AAA titles. And upon reflection, I realized that what I'm actually meant to say was it's a pretty light year on AAA titles from Sony and Xbox and most specifically Mm -hmm. Xbox, uh, because third party stuff, there's quite a bit of it. And that's quite a bit. Yeah. That needs to be celebrated. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, we have uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more um, It, it the, the weird thing. And I think that's why people talk a lot about this be a year being really light is that all these releases are squeezed in only like two months in the beginning and at the end of the year. And there's really nothing in between. I think that's why why a lot of people just have that feeling um, that, that this year is really light. So in uh, September, we have um, some, I would say, A games like Lord of the Rings Gollum is coming out, Evil West is coming out, which looks fantastic, and Deliver Us Mars. Um, you excited for, for some of those titles? I think you're muted. <laughs> I muted
1: because my dog was barking. <laughs> Um, Uh, deliver us mars i'm actually very excited for for oh yeah me too i really enjoyed deliver us the moon i don't know why i enjoyed it so much um it wasn't an overly intricate game it wasn't like something that did grandiose things but simply put it was a fun game that knew what it was and it paced quite well accordingly yeah so I, i it was the perfect game at the time i played it the game that i just needed to play at the time i played it and because of that, I'm anxious for Deliver Us Mars. I don't know, what about you? you?
0: Yeah, uh, same here. I think Deliver Us Mars is going to be fantastic. I really enjoyed the first one too. I just downloaded it again today because uh, it got that Xbox Series X enhanced uh, patch and I'm considering a second playthrough uh, now in 60 FPS and ray tracing and everything um, available there. So, Yeah. Um, probably doing doing another playthrough um, soon. So, yeah, Deliver Us Mars is, is fantastic. And Evil West just looks super interesting. Um, it
1: really does. Yeah. It really does.
0: Um, it, it, for, it, at least for me, it came out of nowhere. I Like two weeks ago, I didn't even know what Evil West was. Uh, and then suddenly uh, I've seen a couple of gameplay trailers out there and it looks just fantastic. Um yeah, can't wait to play that. And then we move into the very crowded October. Um, Overwatch, I don't know if that's a game for you. It won't be in um, October. It, <laughs> it won't be much in else. October. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch 2 is starting early access on October 4th. Then we have like one of my most anticipated games, um, Gotham Knights. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. I do have the feeling that this is probably one of those candidates that gets another delay. Um,
1: what do you think? I'm not sure. I've, I have a great deal of interest in, our, in uh, I said Arkham Knights, in Gotham Knights. Gotham I'm Knights. very excited for it. I, I, yeah, me too. It's my most anticipated of the year. There Same. is a world that I can see it being delayed given the crowded nature of, of October, uh, given the high-profile stuff that's in October. But simply put, I think... Uh, Gotham Knights is going to be a controversial game no matter when it releases. A lot of people are wanting it to be something that it may not be. And I understand that, but they've been very clear that it is not an Arkham game. And I think many people are wanting it to be that. That said, uh, I am stoked, stoked for Gotham Knights. That is a game that I pre-ordered the special edition for, depending on when review codes come in and if I'm included in that. Uh, that'll be the game I'm playing at the beginning, you know, prior to that. So when all these other titles are coming out, that's the one I'm in on. Uh, but it is going to be a crowded month. And oh, yeah. I, I've i seen some people suggest that like, oh, Xbox needs a big release for this holiday. It's got to put something into Game Pass. Uh, maybe Gotham Knights is the right candidate. I understand that mindset, but I, I even put it into our private chat. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. at all the stuff that there's coming to Game Pass in october you got the persona games you got a plague tale scorn high on life signalis gunfire reborn i don't think that game's t- i don't think gotham's coming to game pass in october i can't see that
0: yeah i i think so too um simply i i actually came from a different angle on that um i've talked about that as well um i think like um these major triple a games um I don't think that Game Pass is just there yet. They had one of them with Outriders la- launching last year as, as the only first or only AAA um, uh, third-party game that I can think of that uh, launched day and date. And ever since, we haven't seen a major release uh, Right after or on the day of, of, of the release uh, of a triple A game. so I don't think that Game Pass is just there yet in terms of the subscriber numbers uh, and monetization models for the for the publishers. Um, I see Siki in chat saying MLB the show. Yeah, dude, that is not you know. It's that's probably a German thing. I don't know how it is for you in America, but. Um, Baseball is a sport that is really not known here. Uh, I, I don't even know the rules, um, so that isn't doing anything. And I wouldn't consider that a triple A game just because of that. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if Warner Brothers uh, would put their high profile, ga- one of their two high profile games um, of the year um, in, in Game Pass day and date. I I just don't see that happening as, as of yet. Um, Maybe in a couple of years when Game Pass has grown a little bit bigger. Um, but as of right now, I, I don't think that this is, is going to happen. Um, yeah. What do you think? About about which one? Yeah. <laughs> um, about uh, Game Pass being uh, just not there yet for those major publishers to release, like an EA, a Warner Brothers, a Ubisoft, I don't know, uh, Day One releases in, into Game Pass.
1: No, I th- I think it's there. I would push back on that mindset. Yeah. I think we've seen, I mean, MLB The Show released on to Game Pass right away and did very well. You're seeing, uh, I mean, you saw Halo Infinite garnered 20 million players by being free to play, but Game Pass had a lot to do with that as well. Mm. Um, I think third-party publishers are are willing to do it on occasion. It's just a matter of returns, and is the deal worth being cut for Xbox? Is it worth for them to pay for certain games to be on their service and then more likely is it worth for them to say hey put this on game pass and don't put it on PlayStation Plus." and yeah. i think you're now given the new tiered system of playstation plus going to see more competition and, and higher profile third-party stuff dropping into either service at any given time specifically to compete with one another they are not designed to compete with each other but when it comes to gamers time and gamers money they by default do compete with each other so yeah. i think you'll see a third party game or two drop in there um every major publisher that i've seen has been willing to work with microsoft uh on yeah. game pass releases and that includes square enix who um <sighs> i'm not sure if you saw the news last week they hate xbox i'm told that they basically yeah. wanted to fight every single xbox fan um and they just absolutely threw down i could i was hilariously I watched hilariously uh, as people reacted <laughs> to Final Fantasy 7 news with such vitriol, but it That's... was very clear that that every publisher has some affinity for Game Pass as a service and is willing to try it on some level. And so, cheers to that! Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I agree with that. I I'm I'm just. A...
0: To, um not seeing these super high profile games um like the big ball blo- biggest blockbuster games dropping in there from from the third parties just yet um i don't know if outriders outriders was a triple a game don't get me wrong um but it is is has not the same name like a batman game or like i don't know and harry potter game or well sony has the marketing
1: rights for that but you know what i mean um so very I, few I, things are star wars harry potter batman exactly Spider-Man. very few these, things are on that level exactly um
0: so um yeah but may, maybe i'm wrong and maybe they surprise us with with one of these games um yeah another one that is coming out in october um is of course call of duty
1: are you gonna play that are you a call of duty guy so I am a Call of Duty person. I enjoy Call of Duty, but mm. I abstained last year in in respect to a lot of the the treatment of, of the people within their studios and some of the stuff that was coming mm. out. And in I don't know if the words in protest are right, but I just wasn't interested in supporting Activision through last year. Um, I I think given some of the news that's come out in in recent months and in the way that Xbox is seeming to handle the acquisition and whatnot i'm going to be more apt to try it plus in full transparency i'm more interested in modern warfare 2 than i was vanguard Um, okay so that there's that element of it as well at the time that it releases you'll note that that halo infinite will not have just released so it's not like i have that to default onto. um and so it'll be the only first person shooter releasing this holiday apart from overwatch everything else will be improved versions or Uh, updates or expansions to stuff that's already out there so you know i'm i'm in on that one yeah nice nice yeah i'm call of duty i'm not a
0: multiplayer fan of call of duty um quite frankly Uh, but i do enjoy the campaigns they are like a a good michael bay movie you know (laughs) a lot of shooting um good pay fast pacing but nothing too deep um but usually i buy those call of duty games on sale because for a five six hour campaign Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that is worth the full price, you know uh, what I mean? Um, yeah, that's, that's why I, I tend to, to buy those on a sale. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, then. Uh, Other than Call of Duty, uh, we have November is completely empty in terms of bigger releases um, so far, at least what has been announced. Uh, We get to the unannounced stuff (laughs) soon. And in December, we have Callisto Protocol uh, coming. Um, Is that a game for you?
1: Yes, it is. I am not typically a horror game player, but with what I saw at Summer Game Fest, I am absolutely in on Callisto Protocol uh, really want to support that team and support the gameplay. Mm. It looks, forgive this term, it's so often overused, but it looks extremely visceral. It looks bloody. It looks fun. Yeah. Um, I'm excited, dude. This is a year where even casual horror fans like myself, we're eating good. I mean, oh yeah. I'm as I said, I'm playing one right now that comes out, I believe, next week. Uh there is the Resident Evil remake, there is Scorn, there's a Plague Tale, there's yeah. that space is getting a remake yep that's the one and then and then of course uh closer protocol yes very in on that one
0: yeah nice i do have the feeling though that this is gonna get banned in germany sure hope i'm wrong but this is so gory uh i i usually what they do with these gory games in germany is they just censor it uh and leave out the blood or something like that but i don't think if you've seen the animation work and stuff that happens in that game that um just leaving out the blood um is gonna do the trick so that's usually when the german government is gonna ban a game so i'm I'm still hoping that it will come out here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of game censorship of any kind. I am a fan of informing customers clearly yeah. what they're purchasing ahead of time. Um yeah. but yeah, that stinks, man. Yeah,
0: Germany is is weird in that regard. Um they we have kind of like a problem with with gory games um uh, that's like the first two gears games gears one and two they never got officially uh, published here in germany because of that for instance really? um yeah. yeah yeah um gears three was the first one that was officially published um here in germany yeah so we we have this from time to time and i ha- do have the feeling that that Kaliso is gonna be one of those um yeah um what else is coming out this year a couple of games don't have announced um release dates just of yet um ubisoft is still apparently launching their avatar game this year um and with the movie coming out in december i
1: see that very likely that they are not going to move that date what do you think well i'm embarrassed to tell you um i love avatar for sure but i i talked about those licensed 360 games yeah i've been yeah. playing this one and it's not good <laughs> it's not good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but I've been diving in. I love the world of Pandora. I really like uh, Avatar as a film, and I'm anxious for it. I, we really haven't seen the game, and there's two theories on as, why we haven't seen the game. One, they don't want anyone seeing Pandora until James Cameron releases X amount of trailers and content. Uh, if you'll remember, that 360 game was a prequel to the Avatar movie and had tie-in uh, stuff as well. No one played it, so it didn't matter but um i'm curious to know why we haven't seen much uh i i'm anxious for it out of sheer curiosity so we'll see how that goes yeah we sh- we
0: shall see um it's weird uh, ubisoft has has actually a lot of games in the making and they have been quiet for for quite a while now. Um, this Just this week, we got uh, some news on this um, other Ubisoft game, Skull and Bones. Um, you I'm remember sure that, the
1: Pirate? I can't yeah. believe it. Uh, I don't yeah. have a thing on that game until it's yeah. out. Until I've played it, it's not real <laughs> to me. Oh, I played it. I And that
0: was like, I want to say 2018, Gamescom 2018, or... Mm more it 2019 but uh, it's been a while it's been a while. Uh, the game has been rated in Brazil um, with a um, rate uh, with an age rating and uh, also in South Korea uh, where, where they had the rating actually last month already. So it seems like um, that game is uh, uh, is coming anytime whenever it comes um it has been rated in brazil for pc uh, Mm -hmm. stadia playstation 5 and xbox series x and s no last gen versions were rated were were rated in brazil so who knows (laughs) if we will see that (laughs) do you think ubisoft is gonna have some sort of event or stream or something this year
1: I think a lot of their political problems are likely stifling anything that they wanted to do presentation-wise, given the upheaval that's gone on, given the the way that Yuzuki uh, Ma has been reacting to some of the accusations, and the way that some of his uh, decisions, as far as accusations, have been handled. Uh, Ubisoft was at their best when they were fighting off Fabendi of and. I hope that to see that same level of passion from the upper management again at some point. But I really don't know when it comes to them. One thing that mm-hmm. Ubisoft consistently does do though is show that they're willing to follow market trends and that they are not uh, they are not averse to putting content onto any system. So yeah. they support every console's every console at launch. They'll they'll react to what players are purchasing, they will make things according to what people are purchasing. So yeah, uh, if nothing else, there is something to be relied on there.
0: That's true. And um, I know it's popular to to hate on Ubisoft, but I always give them credit for really supporting their games. They've released for almost all their games next-gen patches. All of them were for free. And the post-launch support is usually pretty, pretty good with with the Ubisoft games. So um, we got to give them credit for that. They have said that they will tell us about the future of Assassin's Creed in September. So, yeah, there's there's hope that uh, this could be a Ubisoft event. And we also see maybe the Splinter Cell remake that they are working on. Um, Or, I don't know, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. It's also something I can't wait to see what that game will be. But yeah, Ubisoft has so many games in the making and we haven't seen any of them. So um, yeah, another game that is due to this year is of course Hogwarts Legacy. It doesn't have a release date yet. Just says um, holiday season, so you think that's a candidate date that might get pushed into twenty three?
1: Yes, yes, uh, it is now. That marketing deal with PlayStation and the timing of, of yeah, I think it's a good possibility it gets pushed, but uh, we'll see. You know what I mean? Like there, mm. are, there are a lot of games that could, and none of them would surprise me if they bump. None of them would surprise me if they bump. Uh, yeah. I just hope they do it sooner rather than later as far as announcements, because I think it's a bad look when you're close to release and they're like, oh, another five months, another three months, another two months. Um, cue cyberpunk comparisons, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I think Sky- Cyberpunk
0: scared a lot of developers and publishers. Honestly, what happened with them? Because CD Projekt Red was the the darling of the community. They, they couldn't do anything wrong. And then Cyberpunk came out and the community came really hard after them. And I think that a lot of publishers are really afraid of that. And Cyberpunk really changed something um, for, for the gaming industry. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it for at least for the bigger releases for this year. Anything else I missed, um, or any other particular game you're looking forward to? You could can also be a smaller one.
1: Um, It's a smaller collection, it's the Kalabanga collection. Oh, yeah, the the excitement that's come off of TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I'm really excited for the Kalabanga collection. I'm a little disappointed that we have not heard anything and they've gone quiet. Mm -hmm. I literally had the guy. That's, that's heading up that project on my show. And we talked about it, and then it. Yeah. it's gone. So I was like, huh, um, I'm wondering why. Uh, it's also weird that those two teams didn't know about each other's projects until announced.
0: It's mm-hmm. very
1: strange uh, as well. But here's hoping that gets worked out because I, I'm anxious for that collection. I'm anxious for Gotham Knights. And there's just so much that I am not directly excited for. When's, Diablo 4 is not for this year. It's for the next 12 months. Next right? year.
0: Yeah, it's okay, coming right. 23. They said
1: that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's all I can think of at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's about it, the the third-party roadmap. So some bigger games definitely are coming. Um, I'm I'm particularly excited for Gotham Knights. Uh, like you said, a Blake Tale looks fantastic. Um, Saints Row, uh, probably by... Th- like you said, uh, Saints Row is g- probably going to sell really well for, just because it is the first game that comes out in like four months by the time it comes out and people just want to play something new. I think that that alone helps the game. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy is something I'm looking forward to, of course. Um, Avatar, we shall see how, if and, and how that game will be. But yeah, there is stuff to look forward to um, on the AAA side, uh, even if it's not first party from Xbox or So, yeah, but I want to move over to to another topic. Uh, I don't know if you have heard that Um, Xbox, the team Xbox has won uh, a Daytime Emmy Award for their 20th anniversary documentary that came out uh, at the end of last year. Have you watched that documentary?
1: Oh, absolutely. Multiple times, actually. Yes. Oh, nice. Multiple. I just watched it once. Um, I I watched it in preparation for the the lauren landing interview and the ed freeze interview that mm-hmm. i did for my show so that's why i, I multiple times because they were featured prominently and i yeah. wanted to capitalize yeah, on your involvement it. in one yeah. yeah exactly yeah
0: nice nice yeah so they have won an emmy for that um for the best documentary um big congratulations to the team um what do you think about the emmy Think that's the
1: first Emmy for for video game publisher. <laughs> I think it's well deserved. That br- that that documentary did a lot of very good things, uh, not the least of which was highlighting the failures of Xbox, and I really mm. appreciated that. I was quite concerned, not quite concerned, sounds silly. Um, I did not expect them to own the failures of the Xbox One and the late Xbox 360 marketing as much as they did, and they really owned owned that. Uh, those missteps, I should say, via this this documentary. Moreover, it shed insight, uh, or it gave light to some of Don Matrick's thinking, which I thought was really helpful. Because as yeah. a gaming community, we tend to lambast Don Matrick pretty heavily, uh, and I would argue the decisions he made really didn't help in many ways, and, and some bad marketing pieces and whatnot. But a lot of very forward thinking and things that he was suggesting are now commonplace amongst Sony, Microsoft, uh, and and some of the other heavy hitters kind of in our industry. And that documentary did just that. We also learned about the Valentine's Day Massacre from that early Xbox yeah. team. Uh, and consistently it showed that Xbox is willing to learn from its mistakes. And I appreciated the documentary for that. So on, on, on those points, I think uh, it's pretty darn cool to see the team that put that together getting credit. It's pretty darn cool to see that with the mistakes fully on display and that project allowing to be published in greenlit in that form that shows a confidence in their future vision. And that is equally deserving of credit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, I was also very happy to see that they did touch
0: on the difficult topics. Um, like you said, the mistakes uh, they didn't really, I didn't have the feeling that they sugarcoat uh, them in the documentary. And I really appreciated them uh, that so yeah I'm I'm glad uh, that this documentary uh, got such recognition and again congrats to the team at, at Xbox for the Emmy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah something else caught my attention this week. Um I know uh I don't know if if you follow gamescom. Um Probably you also pay a little bit attention to the opening night with Jeff Keighley each mm-hmm. and every year. Um, but Gamescom is uh, is a, that uh, gaming event here in Germany in Cologne. Um, it is actually in terms of attendees um, almost five times bigger than E3. Um, it's it's really really huge, and this year it comes back um, from uh, as an in-person e- event. But a lot of uh, bigger publishers are not going to attend. Um, PlayStation just announced this week that they are not going to attend Gamescom this uh, year. With that, they followed other announcements from Nintendo. They won't be there. Activision Blizzard won't be there. Take-Two won't be there. So, yeah, I was wondering, um, all those two years of the pandemic, um, we heard people complain about... We missed these in-person events and so on. And now that we have them back, uh, some of the biggest publishers are not going to attend uh, to, to those um, gaming events. You think um, these in-person events um, will continue to exist if, if these big publishers just stay away uh, and or will they change in what they used to be as to just a fan event for meet and greets
1: uh, with with influencers and such. What do you think? And all, I think you don't go to a showcase unless you've got something to show. Mm. And if they're not ready to show things, it's good that they're abstaining because it keeps expectations in check. Uh, something that Microsoft is, has also been able to do. They've had things to show at their their showcases, which I'm grateful for because there were a few inside Xboxes that felt pretty stretched thin. Uh, If you go back a few years as well. So you don't go to a showcase unless you have something to show. So I don't worry about it on that front. The other aspect of this that it borderlines on political, which is a little bit dangerous. But the reality is the pandemic is not over. And multiple waves of variants for COVID have uh, hit the gaming industry. Every single in-person showcase has left the games media discussing and posting pictures of their uh, positive COVID tests. And, hey, just so you know, I got COVID and whatnot. And while the mortality rate is down, and and as a result of of vaccines and such, um, the industry is maybe not quite ready for in person on account of that. If you've got multiple journalists and multiple developer groups getting sick, and then suggesting that hey, I don't want to do this again, that's there's Mm -hmm. probably an element of that. I don't think in person shows are in danger of not coming back. That is a silly proposition if anyone's suggesting it. But you can consistently look at at uh social media after one of these events and see the results of an in-person event. And simply put, maybe it's just not the right time yet to fully mm-hmm. push people towards an in-person event. I hope that it wasn't yeah. too political. I don't mean for it to be, but No it's no. <laughs>
0: no no, no I, I totally get uh your train of thought here. Um and I think you you're absolutely right. Um doing hands-on events and gamescom was usually that fan event where the the regular player can go in and actually play demos on on the show floor um like i said with two hundred fifty thousand attendees that's a super big event um so yeah that could definitely be one of the reasons um and we've talked about it earlier uh for a lot of developers um 2022 isn't uh is a um, more empty year and yeah if you don't have a a demo that players can play on the show floor um why why bother come uh, coming to it so yeah i do hope that it comes back um, in a regular state uh, because gamescom was a fantastic uh, event prior to the uh, pandemic so i do hope that it, it will become the same again um yeah then i i just wanted to talk uh, really briefly about something else with you uh, luke we have sure. currently on xbox an um, um id at xbox program going on um with them having 30 different demos out there for smaller indie games um that you can try it. Those are not the regular demos. Um, those are uh, regular demos or more for from games that are already released. You can play the first level or such uh, thing. These demos mm-hmm. are from games that are, some of them at least, really early in development. And mm-hmm. uh, they actually want to help you, uh, help us, uh, pardon me, um, they, they really want to help uh, uh, we want us to help, help developers. developers with feedback, that's where I'm going exactly. I got you, brother. I got you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, man. Uh, it's late and I'm sweating, it has like 36 degrees over here. Uh, uh it's, it's, it's really hot, so no, thanks for helping me out there. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, these Xbox demos, um, 30 of
1: them are available. Have you tried any of them? I have tried only one but downloaded several, and yeah. I I, I will be very clear that I was by bi- I'm biased in doing this because it's games that I'm interested in and that I would be interested in having the developers on, on XCP. Uh, the <laughs> first one that I tried was terror of the Hemosaurus. Um, oh, yeah. It's a, a game where you play as a Kaiju in the vein of the old rampage games mm-hmm. and you go through a town and you destroy buildings and whatnot. I really enjoyed, really enjoyed that demo. Um, that makes me want to play that game. And oftentimes I don't, I no longer, I used to, but I no longer get enthralled with demos. Once I play enough Mm -hmm. to know I want it, I will wait until the game comes out because achievements, because save progress. Excuse me. And things in that category. And so... That that is what holds me holds me back from playing more demos but I've downloaded quite a few on my list that I want to check out are Severed Steel uh, Metal Hellsinger I have downloaded or- this oh, oh you gotta theory. try that I yeah. <laughs> I played Metal Hellsinger that game
0: that is something special um- is it? Yeah, yeah. it's like this shooter, it reminds a little bit of Doom, but you have to shoot uh, and move and dodge, dodge uh, and everything um, to the beat, to the rhythm of the of the music. Mm-hmm. And it's a real small team, and they have accomplished something, I think, really special because they got all these big metal bands like System of a Dawn and so on uh, to make unique songs for that game. So that there is no licensing issues when you want to stream that game. Um, And I think that is very impressive that you have like really the big names um, from the metal scene in in such a game and such a small game from such a small developer. Um, And it is really a unique
1: concept. I definitely recommend to check it out. It's, It's one that I have my eye on for sure. Um, yeah, and I and I, wrote, I, had, oh, I think I have like twelve, thirteen games here uh, that I'm interested in checking out. The ones that I tend to avoid are the like visual novels, narrative based mm-hmm. games, that kind of stuff. That tends to sway me away, uh, just because that's not where I enjoy my gaming content to be.
0: Yeah, so. yeah,
1: yeah. I've also downloaded a lot. I didn't have the
0: time to check them all out just yet. Uh, Shadowrun Returns, um, I I played that fun game can't yeah. wait for the full release yeah definitely um strings theory is is one um that I downloaded um and i played like 10 minutes but I couldn't get into it <laughs> so um then I uh, I have also downloaded terror of uh Hem- hemasaurus or I don't yeah, know how to one. Pronounce. yeah best exactly one. I haven't played it yet I also downloaded um Batora lost Haven. Um, that's one of these. Yeah, um, I downloaded that one. Yeah, so yeah, and Grid Force, um, Mask of the Goddess is also something I can recommend to check out. Um, yeah, um, it's cool. The demos will be available, um, till the end uh, of June, June 27th, uh, is, is the end. So guys, definitely go out, uh, play some of these demos and give the developers feedback. I think it is fantastic that Xbox does something like that. Um, and um, yeah, you can definitely get in touch with some of the developers and just give them constructive feedback. Um, yeah. So that's the, the Xbox demos. Then Luke, um, I don't know
1: how interested you are in in some tech news um give me some tech news i'll pretend to be interested no matter what it is how's that all right (laughs) oh my gosh that's incredible oh sorry i went early sorry sorry sorry. (laughs) um
0: a couple of uh, months ago uh, i think three months ago um amd released their fidelity fx super resolution a technology that Um, Similar to NVIDIA's DLSS that upscales lower-res images uh, in a very smart way. Um, And this uh, AMD FSR 2.0 technology is now available in the Xbox GDK. They made a big deal about that today uh, on Twitter. And I was actually a little bit surprised because I thought that was already... Uh, available to developers because i have seen very
1: very similar news about three months ago have you have you seen this no i have no idea about technology in any way shape or form but i'm so impressed that it's there (laughs) yeah it's not my world man unfortunately i'm the guy that just wants to play it i don't care what Hmm. box it's played on or uh or any of that stuff if if i get one frame more on one box versus another i don't care i just want to play the games and enjoy it so I've, i'm i'm ashamed to say i'm probably not the right guest for this kind of news nah, it's, uh, but uh, okay. i'm glad when it happens and people get excited for it does that make sense i enjoy the other yeah, excitement about others. Yeah. Sweet, yeah, uh, I'm I'm a little bit different. I like to know how stuff is
0: made. Um, I'm I'm with you on um like the emphasis if we get a pixel more on that machine or a frame on that. Um, but I generally enjoy um technology and uh, I like to know and learn about stuff, how stuff works, and um yeah, FSR is a big deal. Um, it it will probably would be one of the topics from
1: my next video. So then we just move on. I would ask you, are you a Tony Hawk fan? I am a Tony Hawk fan, but a casual one at that. And I, I saw the news.
0: You saw the news. So bad news for all Tony Hawk fans, like like myself as well. Um, there was a, a Tony Hawk remake in, in the making for Tony Hawk 3 and 4. Just similar to to uh, the remake that we got um, in twenty nineteen uh, or was it twenty twenty when we got the remake for one and two? Um, that remake was in development, but it got scrapped by Activision um, uh, when the developer Vicarious Visions uh, merged with Vicarious Visions. But is it Vicarious Vision? It's Vicarious ah, Visions. Yeah. Okay. Vicarious. I, I would. I I thought it just pronounced vicious. oh so. okay. Uh, my my carrier's wishes. Yeah, they merged um, with the mother company, and they are no more. Uh, they all these devs are now working on Call of Duty, and that's why we don't get a Tony Hawk three and four remake. Um, yeah. What What do you think?
1: It's a long line of bad moves by Activision. Um, mm. It is by no means their worst or most egregious uh, mistake, but it is up there. Uh, it's a shame. I look forward to when Bobby Kodak and some of the number crunchers within Activision aren't necessarily motivated by quite the same things and when they've got the backing of of Microsoft. I think you know a lot of times you can you can look at decisions like this as indications of what the company really wants to do big picture. And it seems like with the current leadership that's there at Activision, they are not motivated by making good games and helping the gaming industry. and while selling games, also doing what's right by people to making them, and I'm mm-hmm. anxious for for Microsoft to take that on because they they certainly need to do a lot to fix the culture there. Oh yeah, um, but I could see a world where ten years from now you're getting those kind of projects and they're not being canceled. They're being supported by Game Passes as a subscription service. They're being supported by uh, a release schedule that wants content consistently, um, and it's just another in a long line of of bad Activision moves. And I'm anxious for that leadership group to exit. Yeah, I'm right
0: there with you. And and it's going to be one of the biggest challenges Xbox has ever faced, because uh, they get 10,000 new employees. So that's uh, just as big as the OG Xbox staff and the uh, Sandy Max and Bethesda staff combined. And yeah, we all have seen the news over the last years. Um, with all the harassment and stuff going on, the bad decisions about uh, some of their product portfolio and all these uh, things need to be corrected. And that's going to be a, a, a big challenge for Xbox. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I can see a future uh, where they hopefully will fix that and we get some of these um, exciting IPs back. So, yeah, let's hope that this <laughs> is going to happen soon. Now, I just briefly need to change the, the gameplay because I ran out of Fall Guys footage. Um, let me show you some Ajudin Chronicles footage. Uh, the game that I finished just earlier today. Um, such a fantastic um, smaller game. Huh. I'm I'm I am i do not know how other podcast hosts do it they do like 10 things in parallel I always need some time to change gameplay and turn off the volume
1: and stuff like that well I'm a yeah. no producer myself my show is audio only so I get it yeah I get yeah. it <laughs> makes things easier in that regard <laughs> it, does. it does it doesn't help numbers but it makes things easier yeah yeah absolutely um
0: Yeah, uh, so I want to mention another topic. Um, Microsoft has came out and confirmed that they are now not just having a console shortage. They will also have a a controller shortage, Um, especially uh, across Europe. Um, They confirmed that uh, not just the Design Lab controllers um, are running um, low on, on chips. Of course, every other controller is affected as well. Um, and that just continues the streak of yeah chip shortages and uh, availability of stuff. look, what do you think um the shortage um is it really a big problem for us gamers um I mean with controllers um we can probably live a little bit better. Console, consults uh, console availability itself is, is is another story. But do you think um, we will see the end of this soon, or is it just going to continue and it's something we
1: get need to get used to? What do you think? I think it's something we need to get used to. The reality is there's a there's a shortage of everything worldwide. Hmm. Some pandemic related, some not. There's labor shortages in multiple places. Inflation's going up. Yeah. Resources are harder to get, components are harder to get, and then the, the ability to put those components together into workable product is continuously getting more and more difficult. Microsoft seems to have managed that a bit better uh, than its opponents at this time, as far as chip shortages go and, and their console sales are being affected, but controller shortages, uh, are, are likely an issue also particularly when if you're xbox and you have a controller shortage and you're launching simultaneously programs that allow you to play games without a <laughs> box but you need a controller for input that yeah. is uh an equally uh difficult thing um i think it's a reality that we need to become accustomed to become aware to i don't know about where you are in Germany but like where I am I have become used to walking into any grocery store in my area and I am not in, in any type of a, a way suffering but I will see bare shelves pretty regularly because certain types yeah. of products regularly cannot get through ports or they're not getting made quickly um, yeah. that is is just par for the course for the time uh, so so my advice to anyone and everyone is take good care of your stuff uh, don't, don't throw those controllers and waste them uh, for sure, because mm. it'd be a darn shame if, if you were pinching pennies and then suddenly there was nothing available to you.
0: Mm. Yeah, I I fully agree. We have the same situation here. If you go, go, go into the grocery store, some products are just not available. Um, and with uh, the chip shortage, the chip shortage itself is, is not the only problem. Um, it's more of a logistics problem. Um, I In my actual job, I have to deal with the chip shortage as well, a lot, actually. And I usually say it's actually not the chip shortage. It's more of a logistics problem. We had, like, for instance, one chip manufacturer who has had a real problem um, supplying us with with chips. But as it turns out, making the chips wasn't the problem. Uh, He didn't get the the, um, plastic foil to wrap his product up. So that was his actual problems, why he wasn't able to ship. And the reason why he couldn't get the plastic foil was because there were no truck drivers. So uh, it was actually that. And it's just the world is is like it is at the moment. I think we need to get used to it because this will continue for a long time, well into 23, if not 24. Um, and yeah, the controller shortage uh, that was confirmed earlier this week by Microsoft uh, is just a continuation of that. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I, I, at least do have <laughs> enough controllers. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, if you if you want are a company that wants to grow their business, like Microsoft does with, um, with um, all the uh, uh, cloud stuff that is going on, where you just need the controllers and not the consoles. Um, mm. yeah, it is unfortunate. Um, that you have now have to deal with that uh, in addition to that as well. Um, right yeah Um, so let me have a brief look here into my um, into my show show notes Um, but I think we covered pretty much all the news of the week uh, which is awesome Um, and uh, with that we move over to the section that I call uh, the community questions (music) So, um, the community questions, loop is the section where people can write in questions um, up front, um, either on Twitter or YouTube, um, each and every week, so that you can be part of the show even if you can't watch it live. Um, and uh, we have a couple um, of fantastic questions, actually. The first is coming in from Dave Ramos, who's also... Uh, very generous uh, channel member. he writes in a fantastic question luke okay. if you have five minutes with sarah bond um, phil spencer matt booty or jason ronald ronald um who would you choose to sit down with and what question would you ask him or her and that do you is- think they like pineapple on pizza? That
1: is a, is a very important question here on this show. Well, <laughs> no we one get- should like pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza is actually uh, a sin, and it's it's yes. awful. It's a terrible, yes. terrible thing. Uh, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree, and it's the only
0: correct answer to that question. So, right,
1: yeah, like mm-hmm. there's a world where, and I watch it in in forums and chats all the time, where people argue about which plastic box is better. And you're yeah. a fool if you think one is God's gift and the other one's terrible. Um, but if you think that pineapple belongs on pizza, you, you're actually the problem. You know, that's just a, that's a terrible thing to think, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so
0: coming back to the actual main question. Um, yeah. If you had the chance to interview uh, like a Sarah Bond and a Phil Spencer, Matt Booty or Jason Ronald, what would you ask them?
1: Man, uh, that is such a mean question because those are all dream people to have on mm. XEP, right? Like my my bread and butter is interviewing, and I, I love and want to interview as many voices as possible. And and a goal of mine is genuinely to be a, of a caliber where those people are willing to sit down with me, right? That is a genuine real goal of mine that I hope one day does come to fruition, where where they're willing to and they're they're and they enjoy sitting down and we get to have a good conversation. Um, but i think the name that i consistently come back to uh is is sarah bond and i really want to sit down with sarah bond for a very particular reason um i am a school teacher by day right like we, you know this mm-hmm. we i'm on summer break yeah. right now that's why i'm able to join you and sarah bond represents and it's unfair to put this pressure on her but she is uh, iconic in very many ways in the gaming industry and in that she is a woman of color in a leadership position at a major, major outlet. That's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, dominantly pretty much dominated by white men, or at least has been for a long time. Yeah. And if, if I could have a conversation with her about what it means to, to, to fall into that role and the pressures that come with it, and then ask the very important question of what would you say to young girls, uh, around the world who are interested in getting into games, but perhaps nervous about it being a male dominated profession or, or climbing that ladder or the difficulties. If I could ask that question, then I would have that anecdote and her answer to talk to my students about in my classroom right now. Um, even on summer break it, on a bookshelf is 100 women in games and it sits, it sits next to the Ori and the will of the wisps collector's edition and a statue of master chief and whatnot, Mm. because (laughs) I love gaming and I bring that to my classroom pretty regularly. Um, And I wish I had such a teacher, (laughs) (laughs) but I I would love to have her answer to point to and remind uh, my students why it's important to be a good writer, to craft stories, why it's important to be a good writer, to to help, uh, to help, to help be able to celebrate yourself and, and, discuss things that you're passionate about so that you can uh, do a a resume or whatnot. And so Hmm. that would be why I would want to talk to her. And I've thought a lot about that question, of course. And I I do want to say again, no matter what, I would be privileged to talk to any of those people, but I would selfishly ask that of Sarah Bond, knowing it's a weighted question and then use it for years in my classroom to help motivate people um, to get into the profession. That is that is a fantastic question to
0: ask. Uh, I I, ca- I can't follow up on that with my uh, <laughs> ideas of questions. Uh, they they were way simpler than yours, uh, but I love it. I love it. Um, if I had the chance to interview uh, them, I, I have different questions for for all these uh, different people. Jason Ronald, for instance, would be a question I would ask: uh, What is the Xbox Backcompad team now working on? Uh, because we know, uh, no more back are, uh, games are coming, um, no framerate boost for all the games anymore. Um, so what, what is that team doing now at, at Xbox? I would be, that would be definitely something I would be cu- curious, um, for Phil Spencer, I would, I would definitely have, um, a, a challenging que- or a difficult question, um, I, w- I would really know, like to know um, his thoughts on coming out of the last years uh, so many times, uh, putting out more or less the same tweet about apologizing to us game uh, uh, for something that happened um, and promising to do better. And then I would like to know his th- feelings or thoughts about this 2022 where he has no first-party output for, like, 15 months.
1: Um, would be really interesting to hear that thought. Um, are we, are I know we, can I tell you what I would ask him? Yeah, sure. Yeah, do you mind? Okay, because yeah. I've thought about this, too. I, I, I would want to know, and I would want a very sincere answer. I would want to know yeah. if what what kind of toll being in the spotlight has on him because mm. for several years he was the face of Xbox and if you yeah. paid attention in the last year they've been phasing him out yeah um, absolutely and and I think that's a good thing to do as well um, but not because he's he's bad at it but in fact you want a diverse uh, set of voices and you can't mm. rest on just one person imagine if he yeah. got sick the day of E3 right like um, so I would want to know what kind of a toll it takes on him to feel the pressure and the weight of of the company that he had to take on and how he feels about it then mm. versus now and and you know how it affected him personally because he seems on for all accounts all accounts much like Shuhei Yoshida and and Jack Trenton on the Sony side um he seems like a good dude and what yeah, does it mean to be in does. the spotlight how does that affect your your ability to communicate with your family and your people and, and Mm. that's a, that's a great question.
0: That's also a very great question. You know, who else sends in a great question Um, is Walla Weasel. Um, I've seen him in chat. Uh, What, what isn't good about his, uh, his question is the side note. I want to start with that because he writes in, he likes pineapple on pizza. So I was really debating <laughs> uh, on, on whether I should read his question or not. Shouldn't but, um, I shouldn't have. Yeah. I shouldn't have. He, he writes in, um, says, hey, Boxenberger, much respect for the, your hustle. How tough was the busy E3 week for you? And I want to also ask this to you. Um, the E3 week, the showcase week is, is usually very busy for, for content
1: creators. How did you experience it? I abstained from production, so I guessed it on people's shows uh, mm-hmm. because I'm not a great producer. that's just that's a shortcoming of my own. Um, I, I did do a live react to the Xbox show over on season gaming's channel with my cast co-op partners Ainsley Bowden and yeah uh, Mr. Badbit. Mm. Um, <laughs> we did a live react there. Uh, but it, it was busier. But I worked really hard to make sure that it didn't burn me out because I wanted to enjoy it. And in Mm -hmm. fact, when we were live reacting to the Xbox show, I was not very high on it. I was pretty lukewarm on Mm. on the showcase overall. It was only upon reflection and time and relaxing a little bit that I realized just how many great pieces of information were packed into that thing. Um, And so I think sometimes we work really hard, particularly as content creators, to respond to something when in fact we're better served to take a breath and and consider something before mm-hmm. we speak um and i say that knowing full well that i often react to things too quickly right um, <laughs> so 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 there's that i do want to note we have some very silly people in chat arguing about very silly things but i do want to acknowledge the pineapple on pizza does not belong on pizza it's terrible it's terrible yeah awful yeah it is. Uh, it absolutely is. Um,
0: yeah. The The thing for me, it was like I um, had a few days off of work and I uh, was able to actually watch a lot of stuff, of course. And then, um, of course, participate in a lot of stuff. And I did like, I want to say 17, 18 podcasts in, in like seven eight days um so it was really busy for me um it was but it was also very interesting because um that way i really learned so many different opinions and views and reactions of people on on the stuff that was announced we did not just cover the xbox showcase we also talked about of course the summer game fest and some of the smaller um uh showcases that happened, like Dave the Deaths or Tribeca and such things. Um, and we also did, of course, something for the extended showcase, Xbox Showcase, and yeah, um, so it was really interesting to see um, all of that. Um, nevertheless, uh, I also learned where my limits are, <laughs> um, because yeah, it 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 can be really stressful to be on like two or three podcasts each day um but um it was a fun week uh, i appreciate everyone who hang out here on this channel uh we had a blast here um yeah so th- that was definitely a, a a week to remember um then i got a, a question from doom reaper he writes in what third party game coming to the xbox are you most excited for the next 12 months um so i think we already talked a little bit about this um Mm -hmm. earlier we're both very excited for gotham nights but if we Mm -hmm. extend it to mid next year from the third parties what is the one that you are excited for the most
1: Oh man, that's so hard because there's been so many that have been announced, right? That mm. uh so so Gotham Knights is of course my my number one. Um but let me to I
0: know you're just as big as uh, an Arkham fan as I am. Um Suicide Squad is still announced for the first half of the next year.
1: It is. It is announced. I am excited because it's a, a DC game and I really mm-hmm. enjoy DC. Um but I'm very curious as to what that game really is going to be. Yeah, uh, it's it's a co-op experience that that involves the, not the heroes of DC and not the prime heroes of DC. And Gotham Knights doesn't involve its main hero for its family at least at this time. I'm sure Batman will be in there, but it is it is an odd sell, right? To play as the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm curious, but I can't see that game coming in the first half I see that as a holiday title to me that's a holiday title Mm, yeah
0: I think so too I think this will be moved towards the end of the next year yeah and and good on them it needs to deliver it needs to deliver absolutely absolutely and since Warner Brothers has already Hogwarts and Gotham Knights coming out this year um presumably at least um i it would be i would be surprised if they didn't have the headroom to maneuver that more towards the end of the uh of the next year so yeah i for me i think it is for at least from the third parties um I, Diablo four is the one that comes to mind uh probably it won't be for third party anymore by the time it comes out uh but yeah i think Diablo is definitely the one i am looking forward to the most um from what is at least now right now a third party
1: yeah yeah i i I was lukewarm on diablo because of immortal but i'm slowly Mm -hmm. getting there and being very more excited for it
0: Uh, since diablo 3 is my second most played game on the xbox one um, I can't wait. Uh, I put hundreds, hundreds of hours uh, into it. I actually was so excited uh, about Diablo 4 being on the show that I re downloaded Diablo 3 um, <laughs> again and uh, put actually a couple of hours into it again. Um, still so good. So, yeah, Diablo, th- Diablo is definitely. An exciting one but yeah man uh, Luke I want to wrap this show up um I want to thank you again for for your time uh for joining me here today it was fantastic having you on um
1: so thanks again um goodness gracious thank you I'm so privileged to have been here man I really appreciate it
0: yeah no it's always a blast to chat games with you and gaming with you so thanks again let people know um well, where they can find you, that's easy. Just click in the, the description of the show. You will find his links uh, to the Spotify, to Twitter, and so on, uh, to, to his YouTube channel. Um, everything is in the description.
1: But let people know what, what you have coming up. Sure, absolutely. Yes, you can find the X- Xbox Expansion Pass on all your podcast services. Uh, and, and, of course, the, the main draw of the show is is bringing in uh, developers, voice actors, etc., to XEP to discuss their craft uh coming up on the show on the next episode uh you'll hear an interview with the sniper elite five lead designer and discussing uh kind of how they went about crafting sniper elite five and how they kept the game fresh uh after so many iterations and spinoffs mm. etc um beyond that without a date uh, i have engineers from turtle beach and steel series both coming on to discuss their latest headsets and testing that's out. cool that yeah, is cool. it's
0: something it's really- we don't hear that often. We always get the de- the game developer interviews or so, but yeah. never the accessory developers. I love that.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm trying out the new Steel Series Nova mm-hmm. headset, and then the 700 Max Gen 2, whatever, uh, for Turtle Beach. Um, they're they're sending that one my way to test out as well. And um, it, it's coincidental to have them on so close to to one or the other. Um, but I'm excited to talk to them because it is different, right? And whenever, mm. whenever those particular episodes drop, of course, I'll be tweeting them out on Twitter at Insipid Ghost. Uh, you guys can find me there, and that is uh, my social space. And you guys are more than welcome to follow. Check it out. Check it out the show uh, as well. And if it's for you, stick around. I'd, I'd really appreciate the chance to to rotate into your podcast feeds, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I I recommend it. It's an
0: it's a shorter podcast, like um, usually you're somewhere in between 30 minutes to 60 minutes. Um, and I, I appreciate that. Um, it, it, it can be easily squeezed into the into the everyday life. Um, so yeah, fantastic podcast. Definitely check that out, guys. Um, yeah, as for, for from my side, I'm actually going back to... Uh, making video edited videos um, after covering the entire showcase week with a lot of live shows and guessing on a, other shows. Um, I finally found the time to make a video um, already. Uh, yeah, that will be out. I, I don't know if I can launch it uh, before the weekend. Um, it's definitely going to be out on Monday, um, the latest. And then next week we will have dealer gaming on here on this show as a guest, um, It's going to be awesome. But for now, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who joined us here today. Even though I see the chat was a little bit heated here towards the end. um, Still appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, Yeah, and i see you guys next week. And don't forget to game on.